Hey, Spearsy here. Don't forget that Stuck in the 80s will be on the 2018 voyage of The 80s Cruise. If you want to join me and Brad, there's still time to save a ton of money on your cabin. Just use the promo code STUCK. But you need to book by September 5th to actually save on your cabin. So don't wait. Use the promo code STUCK now and come join the trivia sessions on the Celebrity Summit and enjoy performances by Rick Springfield, Loverboy, Berlin, Thomas Dolby, and many more. Now on with the show. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. That's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And B-Rad. And today we honor three songs from the 1980s that were actually covers from earlier decades. I said hip-hop. I hip it to the hip, to the hip-hip-hop. You don't stop the rock to the bang-bang-boom. You say up, jump the boom to the rhythm of the boom the beat. As always, we are happy to proclaim that Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media Mobile App. Joining us today, we need some help with this one. Against her better judgment, we've convinced her to come back on the show, Gail and DC. Hello, Brad and Steve. How was your summer going? My summer is great, and I'm very glad to be back on the show. So thanks for having me back to talk about covers. This, I think, is... Brad, you were saying this was part six of the series? Yeah, we have done a lot of these, which is good. I love it's this. Good. I love this. Yeah. So if, if you're new to the uh, to this series, the the cover series, here's the way it works. Each one of us has found a song from the 80s that is actually a cover of a song from an earlier decade or sometimes just a few years earlier. We'll play both the cover song and the original and hopefully share a couple of interesting stories behind the song. Make sense to everyone? I'm loving it. Ready to go. By the way, this is the perfect time to tell you that this episode of Stuck in the 80s is sponsored by Casper, the award-winning sleep brand that bypasses retailers to offer its obsessively engineered mattresses direct to consumers like you at a shockingly fair price. If a good night's sleep is as important to you as it is to be in Brad, you need the right mattress. Casper, designed and assembled in the USA, combines supportive memory foams for a mattress that has just the right sink and just the right bounce. Plus, it has a breathable design that lets you sleep cool through the night. Nothing like sleeping cool, Steve. But if you're still not convinced, check this out. Casper offers free shipping to the U.S. and Canada and a 100-night home trial. That's right, 100 nights. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free. And if you decide 100 days in, this isn't the mattress for you, they'll come and pick it up and refund you everything. If you don't trust me on this one, check out the internet. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress. And because you're a Stuck in the 80s listener, you get a special offer. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com backslash radical and using the promo code radical. 
Terms and conditions apply. Go to www.casper.com backslash radical and use the promo code radical and get a good night's sleep. Okay, so let's start the show. I'm thinking that uh, I'm going to go first and I'm going to pick a song that I had no idea was a cover. And yet it is. It's Bow Wow Wow with I Want Candy. Am I the only one who doesn't know that, that this was a cover song? Oh, I did not know. I had no idea. That blew me away. This is such a great pick because of that fun fact. I tell you, when you hear the when you hear the original version, you're going to be like, of course it's a cover song. I mean, of course this was not written in the <laughs> 1980s. The original version of I Want Candy was actually recorded. But I'm giggling because I, I, uh, I'm going to say this stuff to you right now, and you're just not going to believe that it's true, okay? This... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Spearsy, you can I'm do looking it. Use at your it. words. I'm just, Use I'm your looking words. At, I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, this isn't this. I don't. I wouldn't believe this is true. Uh, it, it was recorded in 1964 by a band called the Strange Loves. What? Now, the, the Strange Loves, by the way, not a Depeche Mode cover band. No, a New York-based American songwriting team who pretended to be from Australia. Um. <sighs> The members, of this, the members of this group um, in the early 60s, uh, they were songwriters. And they found a lot of success writing for the girl groups of that era. In fact, okay. one of their songs was uh, My Boyfriend's Back for the Angels. That's the Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, You're going to be in trouble, Spearsy. <laughs> but when the uh, girl group phenomenon started dying off and the British invasion was taking off, they tried to reinvent themselves as a British band. <laughs> I can just imagine that meeting. Well, we don't really sound British, but no one really knows what an Australian accent sounds like. So let's exactly. do that. They couldn't. So they tried the whole British bit, and they could not properly fake the accent. So they said, "Really? Well, oh my gosh, that's amazing!" So they tried Australian accents instead, and boom, the Strange Loves were formed. One of their first and biggest hits was "I Want Candy," and this is what it sounded like some uh, fifty years ago. How do you see it? Obviously, fits into the early '60s. Has that Bo Diddley beat to it? Yeah, I, I really like that original. It's very kind of California surf. Oh, God, it's so guitar good. sound. It's I, fun. I, I have been listening to the original version literally all week, preparing for the show. I just obviously not studying the notes as well as I should have been, and preparing not to <laughs> laugh as I go through it. Um, Bow wow wow, though, how they came about it. They obviously, as we all know from our homework was formed when uh, three of the members of Adam and the Ants defected. They went into the studio for the first time. Their hired producer was there, but stunned to learn that they hadn't actually written any material. <laughs> I thought you were doing that. No, I thought you were doing yeah. that. So he was the one who suggested they cover I Want Candy from the Strange Loves. 
And mm. uh, there you go. Um, ironic, the Strange Love version did much better on the charts. It reached number eleven. Uh, Bow Wow, did it really? Yeah. Bow Wow Wow's version uh, barely got into the top fifty. So. That song just seemed ubiquitous, though. Is it because of the video? I think it's because it appears in so many TV shows and movies. About it is its ultimate scene center for an eighties movie. It's almost like a novelty song at this point, I feel like. Yeah. Like it's it's like a It's a tainted love. Know, yes, we are about right. to be in the eighties. So Yeah, let us let's signal want, with the song I Want Candy. Right, exactly. That's why I was surprised to hear it was a cover, because it feels to me so uh it just really represents the eighties and the sound of it feels very eighties to me. So I was very surprised to yep. see it on yeah. the list. I, I guess that's the the musicians as much as anything, because it sounds it's got that Adamant Burundi beat kinda take yeah. on it yeah you totally see him doing it too but uh it was the strange loves yeah he dirty it up a little more though <laughs> i miss adam Ant. i think actually he's rolling through orlando here in the next month or so so i get a chance to see him again uh gail what is your pick for a cover song from the 80s that we did not know was a cover song so my pick is the English Beats Can't Get Used to Losing You, which was originally recorded by Andy Williams in Beat recorded this song uh, on their 1980 album, I Just Can't Stop It, but it wasn't released as a single until 1983, right before the band broke up. Um, It actually was their uh, highest charting single ever. Was it really? And they were, yeah, and their fifth and final top 10 UK hit. Wow. So it was originally recorded by Andy Williams, who was a very popular singer in the <laughs> 60s. He's probably best known for singing It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, which is one of those ubiquitous Christmas songs that we always hear. Yeah. he's uh, Yeah, he's a, uh, definitely a sound sure. of that era. Right. Kind of smooth voice. He died in 2012, and Aww. his version of this song sounds a little bit different. Guess there's no use in hanging around. Guess I'll get dressed and do the town I'll find some crowded avenue Though it will be empty without you Can't get used to losing you No matter what I try to do Gonna live my whole life through so his version is very mellow and slow and kind of mournful, which is obviously what the song is about, you know, a breakup and someone not being able to sort of accept the breakup. <laughs> I can't deal. <laughs> and um, it turns out that Dave Wakeling, who is the frontman singer of the English Beat, was um, his father was a big fan of the Andy Williams version. Ah, okay. And he was looking for something to inject a change of pace into the frenetic live show of the English beat. So the English beat is a very upbeat ska, you know, verging on reggae band. Um, yeah. Very uh, kind of, I think it's pretty happy music and um, they stand were looking, down Margaret, notwithstanding. Exactly. Not that one so much. 
so they wanted to have, you know, something that would punctuate it and, and do a break. And so they decided to record Can't Get Used to Losing You from Andy Williams. According to Dave Wakeling, it was, I'm, now I'm going to quote him here and I'm probably going to butcher the <laughs> musical term. So Brad, correct me oh, when I gosh. do. Am I the expert? All right. I, th I think more than I. So the bass line translated into a reggae feel effortlessly. The pizzicato strings became guitar skanks and the melody floated over the top. That's what he says about it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Good. <laughs> Crushed it. it. Nailed it. So um, I'm a huge English Beat fan. I'm not sure of all the episodes I've ever listened to this podcast that you guys ever talk about the English Beat. <laughs> I brought it up recently when we talked about our first CD. This was this song was on the first CD I ever bought. What is Beat? Huh? Maybe I missed that episode. You know, I I just wasn't. I just I don't think I connected with them back in the '80s. I do I do more so now. Um, yeah, they're on tour, I believe, right now. On the, they're always on tour. Yeah, they're perpetual tour band. <laughs> I think they're, tour, I think they're yeah. on the Retro Futura tour, which I, I think so. I think yeah, that's right. <laughs> they gotta change the name of that tour. Time. I can't keep saying that. Retro yeah, maybe we could make it Retro Palatino. <laughs> I saw them here in DC a couple times in recent years, you know, maybe within the last five or six years. It was a great show, and it wasn't terribly crowded, so I got up close. Yeah, and um. I, I love Dave Wakeling. I don't know. There's something about the English beat that puts me in a good mood. It's I've had an English beat song as my phone ringtone for like 10 years, and I've never gotten sick of it. So it, the same song, it, or it, here, yeah, it's save it for later. I just I love huh. that song. That's a good song. And yeah, it's a little confusing when I actually hear the song because I think my phone's ringing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's like that conditioned response. <laughs> keep calling me. <laughs> But uh, I just I just love them. So I'm glad to um, hear that actually because I they tour so much and they're always coming through and I'm like, eh, do I really want to go see them? Oh, go do it. But they're great. I, they'll, I will. Yeah, because Katie, same thing. She loves English Beat and they're just they're such a they're, all their stuff is so fun and upbeat. I hadn't really thought about the fact that this is like let's catch our breath and you know right. get a second to breathe in the set here. Right. I mean, it's very like frenetic. You can't really dance to it. It's just super. You'd be just hopping up and down the whole time. It's just. I mean. Not this particular track, but You're kind of doing the shoulder dip back and forth. Right. Oh, that's perfect right. for me. Then this should be my band. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I, I, in front I, of the mic, though. I want more '80s music that I that, that that everyone agrees I don't have to dance to. You can't quite you do dance, not have to. To dance to. This. Yeah, I just yeah. want to be like, okay, no, don't even try Spearsy. It's it's the English beat. <laughs> if you've got your arms uncrossed, we'll know you're having a good time. No, you know, you give me grief for that every time. <laughs> that maybe only happened Cause, once. Because it's fun. Because it's fun. And it, it, it happened once, and it was during Was Not Was, I believe, and that was it. No, no. You know, Karate Man Spearsy. Karate Concert Man Spearsy. Keeps his, keeps his happy on I, the I inside. cry like a baby at, at concerts. You just caught me on the wrong oh, the sad. You just bring up the sad. one sad concert. Uh, I'm sorry. I've taken us down the cul-de-sac from which we cannot escape. You can escape. Tell us what your pick is for a cover song from the 80s. Oh, my, my pick. Now, let me just put the asterisk up front that I got before before you start throwing things at me. I got special permission from Spearsy to use this song. I give you Dave Edmonds' cover of the Elvis Costello song, Girls Talk. Yeah. 
1979. Yeah, but I gave it to you anyway. I love this song. And they play the hell out of this song on First Wave. So I feel like yeah, I'm you're okay. So the other thing that maybe you're you're sitting there at home, those of you who are big, you know, Dave Edmonds fans, uh, like, well, now wait a minute, Dave Edmonds released this in 1979. We didn't hear an Elvis version until 1980. How is this a cover? The song was written by Elvis Costello for his 1980 album Get Happy. Elvis says he gave the song to Dave Edmonds, quote, in a moment of drunken bravado, uh, but. <laughs> Dave describes it a little differently. He says Elvis Costello came into the studio while he was hanging around with Nick Lowe, who produced Get Happy. Uh, Nick and Dave were in Rockpile together, so they were kind of doing their thing. Uh, and he gave him a cassette. Like I said, it's a, the timing is a little weird. Dave Edmonds' version comes out in May of 1979. Elvis's version didn't come out until... Um, actually, it wasn't on Get Happy. It's a B-side on I Can't Stand Up for Falling Down. Um, so he did have a recording of it. It just didn't come out until later. Um, but don't don't worry. I'll get the DeLorean and I'll straighten it all <laughs> up better. after the show. So I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to put this on a flowchart <laughs> right now, and I'm not sure I get it. I know. I'm trying to confuse you so we can keep moving. In an interview with Song Facts, Dave Edmonds said, and I quote, I'm not sure Elvis liked it. He's quite an intense person, and he's quick to point out things he doesn't like. I remember playing it to him on the tour bus in America, and he didn't say much. It sounded great to me, and it got him a top five record, so I'm not sure he's that upset about it. But I would have been delighted if someone had done a turnaround song I'd quickly jotted out and came up with a hit single. I think the lyrics of this song are so great. And that's where I think it, you can see it's an Elvis Costello song because it's so biting. It's really cynical. And I think it's really clever. The opening line just right in the face. You know, there are some things you can't cover up with lipstick and powder. I think is a great line. Now that I've talked so much about Edmund's version, let's listen to uh, Elvis Costello's version. So as you can hear, Elvis's version is a little, it's quieter. It's somehow more like paranoid and inward looking. Whereas I think Dave Edmonds is, you know, with the energy and his rock and it's a little more in your face. Like, what are you talking about me? Are you gossiping about me? You know, if you're going to say my name, talk, speak up so I can hear you. And, and I think that suits the song better. So Dave Edmonds version went to number four on the UK charts, uh, managed to make it all the way to 65 on the US charts. But as I said, it's regularly heard on uh, First Wave, Sirius XM's First Wave channel. All the time. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I think, why I got away with using this song. I've, I love this song. And it, it will now be stuck in my head for two weeks. I'll be whistling it, walking around. You know what I'd like to whistle about right now? <laughs> the Seggies. Ah, by the tone, it's time for reader, listener, email, letterbox. Great. Brad keeps changing the name on me. Is that that's different than last week? Right? Uh, you know, we're we're evolving to right. something new. I don't know what it is. You're going to slowly yes. evolve to some sort of acronym that we that I can say instead, and then, then we don't have to have this problem. Ooh, that's a good idea. I never thought about that. L E M. That's not going to work. You're going to have to come up with something better. Bye-bye. No. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a letter this week from Steve in Georgia, which sounds fake, but I'm told it's a real letter. <laughs> Brad, why don't you read it? I would love to read this. I promise I didn't write it. 
Steve writes, Steve and Brad, love the show. You guys are awesome. So as an aside, if you're looking for a way to get your letter read on the show, start that way. Just, you know, tell us how wonderful we are. He continues, I look forward to every episode. Steve, I attended University of Florida in the early 80s. While there, I saw the Romantics open for Adam Ant at the O'Connell Center and Berlin open for Thompson Twins. I also saw the Stray Cats in a smaller venue, which was too cool. So were you at these shows, Steve? Uh, no. He, I bet he was there. He said early 80s. I didn't start till 85. Uh-huh. So Steve and George yeah, is older than I am. Uh, wow. I don't know anyone was that old. Uh, he continues, one of my favorite concerts was a Halloween event that featured Oingo Boingo. Oh, they had some of the best bands at of Florida. They did. So you missed that one too, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did, the bands mm-hmm. I saw there, I saw um, Cheap Trick. I saw Crowded House played there, a free show. Oh, nice. Um, I don't. And Red Hot Chili Peppers were just starting to make a name for themselves in the late '80s, and so they would always play at UF, and then they would always the cancel would all the concert would always get canceled halfway through because they would take off their pants because <laughs> they would yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, Steve continues. Steve continues. Quick story. I'm a former high school history teacher and school administrator in Georgia. I was always looking for ways to connect with kids as a high school principal, and one of the ways I discovered was to dance at homecoming and prom. <laughs> but I didn't want. Yeah, hmm. But I didn't want a shoulder shrug. I didn't want to dance to any music. I only got out on the floor to '80s music, especially early '80s. The kids would have fun and join me. I experimented with songs by favorites like A Flock of Seagulls, Billy Idol, Adam Ant, and others. And this earned me the nickname, The 80s Principal, by several DJs we used for dances. Yeah, that's great. I started thinking about what songs from the past never disappear that kids somehow just know. From the 70s, it's YMCA and S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Night. Night. By the Bay City Rollers. So I tried a song that was my least favorite in the 80s, Mickey by Tony Basil. That song did it. The floor would fill, and soon that became my song. The DJs would tell me that they had Mickey ready whenever I was ready. While it's still not my favorite song, it is addictive fun. Thank you both for such a wonderful show. Forever stuck in the 80s, Steve and Georgia. Yeah, Mickey. Torn feelings about that song. Yeah. I got some fun facts for you about uh, that album, not that song, but... Tony Basil was a choreographer uh, for a lot of bands, but she worked with Devo and she and Jerry Casale were involved when she were dating, when uh, she recorded this album. And so they appear on the album. She actually does a couple Devo covers on that album and they back her up. Who knew? Weird. Yeah, I know. Question about that letter. Yeah. What do you guys think are other enduring songs that are played on a dance floor and people of all ages know them that came from the eighties. Well, Ooh. thriller. Um, definitely Michael Jackson. Yeah. I want candy. I'm going to go back to that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that that, I don't know if you played that at a high school dance today that anyone would recognize that song. Well, it's such a signal. Um, Dexy's midnight runners. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, I'm obviously simple minds. Yes. Can't dance to that. Um, maybe some Billy yeah, but Idol. It is an enduring song. Um, for some reason, my you know, my kids were 13, and like a year or two ago, all their friends started singing Take On Me. They got really into AHA. Oh, uh-huh. really? Had a little resurgence. Yeah. It was sort of wow. Fun. That's funny. I mean, that's another... I mean, yeah, it's just, I'm kind of running through like what are the... That makes sense. What are considered that's the iconic songs that he's like, Rio? I don't know that that has any no. traction. No. I went to see Duran Duran last year, and they were like, they had no idea. About any of the songs that was. <laughs> Did you take them? No, I didn't take no. them, but they they didn't 
yeah. they, they had no interest. I was like, oh, let me play some of these songs. They did not connect <laughs> with them at all. Hard pass. That's funny. My son is is very much a fan. Oh, okay. He and I went and saw them probably on that same tour last summer. Yep. Oh, God. So cool. Um, let's see. Yeah. What else? I don't know. I'm trying to think of another song. I When I emailed him back, I said, that's a surprising pick. I'm surprised that was your pick. I would have thought it would be something like... You know, like you, I think someone already said Billy Idol or something. That's someone. That someone was me. The other guy. I don't remember. Um, oh, the other Steve, you're still here. The other one that was that would jump to mind <laughs> is um, I know that Bowling for Soup did a cover of it in Sky High, uh, "Melt with You" by Modern English, probably. Oh yeah. Although it's hard to know how much of that is just our immediate association with it. If because other we're such close friends of the band, but uh, yes. Anyway, uh, we love your letters. Keep them coming. The email address is podcast at sit80s.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Uh, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Uh, you know the shtick here. We'll play a clip from a movie from the 80s, and if you can get it right, you're entered into the drawing for some swag in the form of bottle openers. Is that what we're saying? You bet. That's what we got. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, pay attention. Here was the clip from the last show. Holy cow. From the health department. We have a report that your soup has too much jewelry in it. Yep, that's Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, which is totally something I would expect Brad to have picked. You know my Steve Martin weaknesses. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Anyway, we had a few people who got it right. Not many, but a few. Yeah. Brad yeah, did, did, will did actually well, do breath. I can, absolutely. Uh, winners this week include Jeff and Chester, Sweet Lou Grilly, Dave Augie August, Tim and Toadsuck, Joe Mama, Dr. Dim, Canuck and Callie, and Eric, the 16-bit kid, Barube. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Worryest thou not about being banished forever from the Foxfield School for Girls? For yea, though they are the only females within a hundred miles, there is still a place where thou canst journey to. If you know it, email us at SIT80s at. I don't know why I'm saying that. That's not the address at all. <laughs> don't oh, do that. Don't do that. Don't send us email at SIT80s anymore. I mean, you can, but I, I just, we, we ends up getting lost. Podcast at SIT80s.com. And next time, Steve will actually write that down. Ah, <laughs> uh, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Signature event here at Stuck in the 80s. We play a snippet from a song in the 80s, if you get it right. Uh, again, entered into the drawing for some swag. Pay attention. Here's the clip from the last show. Yep, that's Something About You by Level 42. That there is something about you, baby, so you pick this song brad because i really it's been on my mind i just bought a um i just went to amoeba music with with the boy before he goes off to college and i picked up a greatest hits collection and i was listening to it i'm like this is such a great song i really really like it and it's obviously wasn't i didn't fool anybody with it which is fine i know i was like we're doing something a little harder next time but obviously that didn't come through because i got about 18 lines of names to read yeah yeah you really set this up like it was going to be a big challenge (laughs) oh next one's this one's gonna be real hard though it's gonna be tough yeah yeah (laughs) 
Well, there were a couple people who were like, who I had trouble with that. Like, for instance, Dave Augie August had to consult with his wife. Oh, no. So, you know, it's, you just, you know, everyone has a different wheelhouse. Some wheelhouses are bigger than others. This is true. So you still did the, did the boy buy anything uh, at Amoeba that he was going to take to college with him? He did. He was like filling out his Peter Gabriel solo collection. He bought a couple alarm CDs that were special releases that he was pretty excited to find. Um, that was, yeah, I think that was all he bought. Uh, he bought a, oh, he bought a Genesis, uh, Genesis CD, old like prog Genesis, because it was a buck. Oh, well, yeah, sure. He didn't have that one and it was really cheap. Like, okay, yeah. What electronics are you sending with him to college? What, what will he be allowed to have in his dorm room? Uh, well, he'll have a laptop. Uh, I think that's it. He's not taking a game console. Um, no microwave oven? Well, that remains to be uh, negotiated. We're still kind of waiting to have... I mean, <laughs> this is like in the next week. By the time you hear this show, he will be moved in. But um, we haven't really had the uh, meeting of the minds with the roommates yet. We know who the roommates are, but they're not really emailing with each other much. So I'm like, well, I'm not buying anything until we get there and figure out what's what. Because yeah, I mean, there are three in a room. You don't need three refrigerators. Right. Well, you do if they're small. There's not room for them. I mean, you know, the dorm rooms these days, the dorm room that you and I were in back in the day, Steve, that had two people. Now those all have three people in them. Wow. So yeah. they're racking, a, stacking and packing. I have a niece going off to college in a couple of weeks and I, I bought her for her graduation a dot, you know, the small version of Alexa from Amazon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that was a good present or not. Like, I was, I wanted something small because like you said, the rooms are really little and I thought, you know, she could at least like talk to it and get the weather and stuff but I, yeah. do, do you think college students even want that stuff i, I, I don't, don't know, know. I, it's funny we're, we're on this topic because right now like i have a niece who just started college at here in orlando university of central florida and uh, i have some other relatives that are coming over here to go to some community colleges nearby and stuff and so right now it's the break between summer semester and fall semester and all their stuff is in my garage <laughs> So they're all because oh, they had to get out of the dorms. Yeah, they had to get out of the dorms. So they they a couple weekends ago they came by and they dropped all their stuff. So I lit, my garage is full of mini refrigerators, microwave ovens, uh, mattress pads. Um, yeah, boxes the, full of the, shoes. The amount of bed I'm actually sitting here looking at this tower of sheets, towels, mattress pads, like all this stuff for for the extra long twin bed, which is only found, never seen in the wild, only seen in dorm rooms across the United States. Yeah. Interesting. God, we're all in like the same place at the same time. It's bizarre, but from different perspectives, who knew? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about some music, I think. Uh, Uh, That sounds familiar. Yeah. Read the winners. Winners this week include buckle up. It's phone book time. Joseph Perdue, Peter Ryan, New Wave Todd, Jeff and Chester, Buckeye Girl, Chris Cooling, Dave Parrott, Will from West Hazleton, Jeff in San Jose, Kevin Pipe Wench, Tom Corn in Austria, Alan Titus, Chris B. Critter, Gail in D.C. Hi, Gail. Hi. Rick and, <laughs> Rick and Kenosha, James Darknell, Molly from Raleigh, Todd in Minnesota, Bart in Lyles, Tennessee, Jeremy in St. Pete, Timmy in Camp Crystal Lake, Illinois, Andy in St. Paul, Greg in Cleveland, Scott in Charleston, Kirk in Friendswood, DJ in Clinton, Jesse El Gato Grande, Smith, Jeff from the other Weatherford, Joe from Athens, Donnie Gettle rhymes with metal, Scott the Bowtie Man, Dan in Omaha, David Akers, Stephen Georgia, Greg from 
blank. Not sure what happened there, Greg. Finish your sentences. <laughs> Don in Tulsa, Anastasia in Colorado, Jeff Rocks from Indiana, and Billy in Paducah. Brad, uh, when you get your strength back, spin the wheel. Let's find out who gets a bottle opener. Okay, here we go. And the wheel's slowing down, along with my energy level. Uh, we're going to land on, hey, Jesse Elgato Grande Smith, you are today's winner. So send us your snail mail address, and we will have something on its way to you soon. In the meantime, we're going to let Gail from D.C. pick this week's song. Pay attention. Here it comes. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com to the next week to find out if you're a winner. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. We'll be the perfect college roommates. Your stereo, my record collection. And my jogging suit? Yours. My mom just washed this. <gasps> Uh-oh. Whose is whose? Bet I know. Feel soft. And smell. Fresh. If it feels really soft and smells April fresh, it's got to be downy. So it's mine. I love that smell. Only downy rinses in April freshness. And downy gives you skin-loving softness. Great static clean control. Hey, look at us. Same outfit. Really the same now. Smell. Yep, April fresh. That's downy something to write home about. If it smells April fresh, it's got to be downy. Hey, we're back. We have a few minutes left. Time to play... What's your 80s obsession? Brad, what is your 80s obsession? My 80s obsession of late has been Raiders of the Lost Ark. That is an obsession. Yeah, we went and saw last weekend at the Hollywood Bowl. They did a screening of the movie with all of the music played by the L.A. Philharmonic. And oh my god! It was really cool. You don't really think about how much music there is in that movie, but the second half is just kind of wall to wall. It was it was like you were sitting in on a really talented uh, recording session for a score. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was really fun, and of course, it was a pleasant night sitting outside drinking wine. How bad can that be? Does the Philharmonic do that a lot? Uh, they do a couple of movies every summer now. They started a couple of years ago, but. Uh, that's the first time I've ever seen him do it, but it was it was amazing. I mean, they sounded so good, and you know, Did even they a lot. Show the movie with the music. Yeah, yeah. So the movie is screening on a big screen. So do they take the music out of the movie then? Do mm-hmm. they like? So- yeah, they okay. get a they get a special mix of the mix of it without that's just dialogue because they don't like the percussionists were doing all the effects and stuff too. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, it was fun. fun. It was fun. You know, the orchestra nerd in me was like, "This is neat." I can almost see the guy with the bassoon from here. Oh, they had a contrabassoon, Steve. Oh, it was amazing. I knew I should never have mentioned that. That's my bad. It's my bad. Dora walked right through. But Steve, get us out of this horrible corner where we talk about contrabassoons. What's your '80s obsession? Uh, roller skating. Lately, a few days ago, I was I was online or I was somewhere, and uh, the song uh, "Shining Star" by the Manhattans came on. And that was the go-to couple skate dance back in the uh, early 80s when I used to go to the roller skate rink every Saturday. Nice. So I started looking around in Orlando to see, like, is there a place here that has a, that has a roller skate, like old-timey roller skate? And uh, sure enough, there is. And it's two miles away from my house. Whoa. Cimarron Skateway. And every Saturday night is oldies night where they play nothing but late 70s and 80s music. So are you going? Well... Yeah, 
I really want to, but my 50-year-old body says no. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get a group together to go with Spearsy. I might might just have to – I can't just like sit there and not roller skate because that that wouldn't be creepy at all. That would be even sadder. Yeah, so we'll see. But very reminiscent of the 80s. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. I, to, I was you great just, back then at skating. Just described my experience at this, <laughs> no. especially for the couple skate. Couple skate. No, uh, I'll just go. I just really want to go to the water fountain right now. It's by choice, man. <laughs> well, what's funny is that when I put that on Facebook, I mentioned you know roller skating, couple skates, the old days at Super Skate and Clearwater, and the girl that I used to go couple skating with, my very first girlfriend, actually did leave a comment on the, in the thread there. And uh, I, I was almost going to tag her originally, and I decided, nah, better not for privacy's sake. And uh, but no, she <laughs> saw it and she commented anyway, so it was kind of nice. Anyway, I haven't seen her since ninth grade, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Gail, save us with your '80s obsession. So I went to the museum a couple weeks ago to see an exhibit that I had wanted to see for several months, and it was, of course, leaving like the next day. So I felt like. <laughs> I better go before it leaves. The exhibit was about the role of music in protest. And they had all of these um, kind of uh, artifacts from the last, you know, maybe 40 or 50 years. And, you know, when artists took a stand musically or when they met presidents. So it was, you know, this is D.C., of course. So it's got, you know, strong political lean to it. But so they went through all the recent presidents had talked about what were their campaign songs and who were the, the artists that they kind of, uh, you know, either co-campaigned with or that were emblematic of their, of their um, campaigns. And they had a lot of really cool things. One of the things they had there was the entire outfit that Bruce Springsteen wore on the photo on the top of Born in the USA. So it had oh. his white shirt, his belt, the hat that was in his back pocket and his jeans. And it was just, they sort of recreated the whole thing. Um, and cool. that was, it was very cool. And the best part was when you finished the exhibit, it kind of funneled you into this huge, it's not really IMAX, but this massive, massive screen that stretched over a huge wall, you know, such that, I mean, it was like a enormous thing. And they had a documentary playing that went through all of the, relief concerts. So it started with the super early ones. There was like some George Harrison one. And then they had, um, they had Bob Geldof and they had, uh, do they know it's Christmas and live aid and USA for Africa. And they were showing in this huge panoramic view, all this footage from the concerts. So I just sat there and soaked it all up because as you guys know, I'm obsessed with live aid. And it was, they had interviews and I mean, the whole, the whole documentary was only maybe half an hour. So once you saw it once, it just looped again, but it was, uh, it was really fun to see it in that setting. Cause the news, so you watched really it cool. three times. <laughs> exactly. It kicked me out at closing, but I'm going to um, have to leave ma'am. Yeah, it was great. And I took a photo of the, the Bruce Springsteen outfit, but they had other, they had like lots of other artists, um, around and it was, uh, it was very cool. That's really cool. So, so yeah, I'm glad I caught it before it left. That's definitely a place I want to visit next time I get up to D.C. Oh, I highly recommend it. Hey, we had a great time talking about cover songs this week. This was episode uh, six of the series. If you want links to the other ones, uh, go check iTunes. By the way, speaking of iTunes, if you haven't seen it updating lately, that means you're probably subscribed to the wrong feed. We got rid of a duplicate feed of uh, our show the other day. So go back to iTunes, search for Stuck in the 80s, find – 
find our item again, resubscribe, leave us a nice uh, review. That We would love that kind of thing. In the meantime, uh, Gail, we love having you on this series. You always pick the best songs. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be back. And Brad, nice pronunciation this week. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. That really means a lot to me. <laughs> In the meantime, myself, Gail, Brad, and the woman I used to couple skate with to Shining Star, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, why did he stop? <laughs> We'll fix it in the editing. Yep.